What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you real quick on a Tuesday here with a podcast that has been highly requested from a lot of you guys who watch my personal uh, training on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Instagram as well. And it's on barefoot training. Uh, why do I train barefoot? How often do I train barefoot? Do I do it all the time? Is it beneficial to everybody else? What are the benefits of it? What are the drawbacks? And kind of everything surrounding that. So this won't be the you know motivational kind of light you guys up, introspective thoughts on life, Jeremy, that you tend to love in terms of popularity uh, on iTunes anyway. But this is me putting on my I'm the fitness professional coach hat here to helping you guys get some technical stuff to see if maybe training barefoot is right for you. And on that same note, I don't think uh, there's a certain movement or there's a certain style of training that's meant for every single person. Uh, Like that's why I'm not married to certain movements. I don't, you know, bash certain things or put certain things on pedestals because I think something typically works for everybody. Uh, So like the back squat, for example, people, something that's like the holy grail of, you know, building legs and strength and X, Y, Z. And I think it's the greatest movement ever. And I'm not saying it's not a great movement, but I don't think everybody has to back squat just based on knee, hip, ankle mobility issues, how tall they are, what their strengths are, what their goals are. I think there's a lot of ways you can build great, strong, powerful legs without back squatting, for example. I think barefoot training kind of falls into the same category. Obviously, some of you guys might have some issues with, you know, uh, orthotically, like you have uh, maybe something's wrong with the arches, your heels, toe placement, and you wear a certain kind of shoes to kind of help that. But I think for most of us willing general public training barefoot or at least trying it, uh, you're going to find many more benefits than drawbacks of doing this. And the biggest reason, and again, I didn't always start doing this, you guys, uh, but as you become more educated and you learn and you try things, now trial and error is key, doing them yourself, seeing how it feels for you, if you see the benefits and you enjoy it and you see progress, now that's the key. Um, I don't teach theory here. I do things And I teach things that I've went through myself personally. I'm never going to talk shit about something until I've done it myself at scale, studied it, and then looked at it, you know, you know, see the forest from the trees, if you will, and step back and be like, okay, is this beneficial? Isn't it? Why do I like it? Why don't I like it? Is it good for me? Is it good for our advanced athletes? Is it good for the general public? And is it good for the people who are on lower levels? And I think barefoot training does have a benefit to pretty much every single person. And the reason I say that is because I think our shoes oftentimes act like a cast or uh, even like a crutch, you know, making our ankle and foot uh, have some kind of uh, dysfunction or maybe even like imbalances or creating some problems that are outside just the ankle. Because I do think like, you know, having shitty ankle and foot mechanics does impact overall muscle function and honestly, mechanics and joint health throughout your entire body. So like, you know, remember the song as a kid, like, the knee bones connected to the, and it goes on and on and on. I do think that's true. Obviously everything is connected. And I do think there's a chain of effector where the ankle can cause issues, uh, throughout the entire body. And I do believe the ankle is the most important joint in the body. People will maybe disagree with me on that, but without having awesome ankle function and flexibility and mobility, um, what can you really do? You can't walk when your ankle is trash so without walking your quality of life sucks so bipartisan i do think that's you know the best or overall most important joint of the body now i do think the knee takes a lot of shit because it's stuck for a lot of times for people who aren't super fit between a shitty 
hip joint and a shitty ankle joint making the knee become kind of trash so there's that but i do think the ankle is the most vital uh, of them all and i reason i bring that up is because i think training barefoot and that kind of minimalist style of training is ideal for most of you in terms of how to move and how to train and, and to really prepare the body to move properly through space and what i would say to you guys is this if you're doing stuff with shoes on and you take them off and try stuff start very small don't start super big, like maybe just with bodyweight squatting, uh, maybe calf raises, maybe just walking lunges. And if you want to progress up from there, that's fine. But definitely start slow because your your body isn't used to it yet. But if you can't do single leg calf raises or double leg calf raises or uh, literally bodyweight squat or lunge without having major, you know, kind of stability issues, if you're unable to perform majority of those kind of activities in barefoot or with minimal shoes on, you, you have some real ankle and foot deficiencies and issues going on that you, you probably need to correct that are causing you problems throughout your entire body. And so improving the ankle joint uh, and the foot, you know, strengthening that can do so many awesome things, you guys, in terms of your movement, uh, the mechanics of your body, and obviously it'll help the hips and the entire kind of lower extremities as well. Um, and I do think, you know, your ankles and the feet are best trained in a variety of ways, you know, focusing on not just balance, but also the stability uh, and just having your body actually feel how it's supposed to move. So, again, if you're unable to perform a ton of function activities in terms of like strength training, if we're talking about jogging, walking, uh, basic agility drills in either having barefoot or minimalist shoes, just know that your stuff is not working in the proper way. And so the solution I would say for you guys is just to start training the ankles and the feet like and your toes, honestly, for that matter, like every other part of the body. Uh, in fact, I would say you might even want to put more emphasis on doing that uh, just for the fact that when those when things are going wrong at the very bottom, it tends to trickle up and make things go. I've literally seen people have tissue so tight. Uh, like on, let's say like the bottoms of their feet. And this is real. Like we'll go down, like you ever been to like a, like a, like when we go to conferences, right? Fitness conferences and we go through these different protocols and people will have the, the bottoms of their feet are just trash. Like they've never rolled them. They've never stretched them. And you never know, like when you, uh, take the top of your foot and you kind of like fold it forward, let your toes, like the top of your, uh, nails drag on the floor and it stretches that tissue. I mean, you know, it's tight when you can feel it. I get that sometimes, uh, even for me with my training. But the point I'm getting at is I've seen people like scrape the bottoms of their feet, like roll the bottoms of their feet to get them loose, just to go through some basic, you know, flexion extension stuff with the ankle. And these people couldn't touch their toes before. And all of a sudden they're coming down and just boom, hands to toes, just off of that, which is crazy to me. So understand that your, your feet and your ankles, you guys are meant to withstand a ton of stuff. Um, they're kind of your natural, you know, your body's shock absorbers. Uh, but what happens over time is when we wear shoes, um, our our ankles and our, you know, our toes and our feet lose the ability or it hinders our ability to take force. So what I would say is by minimizing the ability to withstand uh, the intense force of that, what happens is our brain is sending our feet fewer, fewer signals um, leading to um, kind of some distortion uh, on that kinetic chain of energy. So what I'm saying is I think there's a huge mind muscle gap when you're always wearing shoes, like if you have like, you know, like shape ups on like the super thick ass shoes people used to wear, like these three inches, or even for you guys now who are wearing like normal shoes with a super huge cushion or pad, I think over time, our brain stops communicating as well to the feet because it's not getting the true stimulus and the true feel of it, if that makes sense. 
And I think we do miss a lot of that kind of mind-muscle connection, especially when doing things like calf raises. Like when we're really trying to do like, let's say, push the big toe down, for example, or we're really trying to drive through the heel. And I think a lot of times we notice different things when we don't have shoes on, when you really can see them in the mirror, like, hey, are my heels really popping up or are my toes popping up? Like, or do I have a shift of imbalance, like on my right side to left side? Am I pushing on the outside of my heel or the inside of my heel? Uh, Really, really simple stuff and nuances. But again, when you're training so much, you guys, squatting hundreds of times, lunging hundreds of times, it's nice to know and see and feel those differences. Because ultimately, when we have shoes on and we're missing that connection, uh, it, this is going to produce like a, a dysfunction that leads to movement patterns that are not what we want through the entire body. So again, just if you guys really think that if you have, and this is any issue for the body for that matter, uh, for example, like when you're squatting like with really weak ankles, uh, the feet really can contribute to having like crappy hip and knee mechanics, which ultimately affects the position of our spine. Think about that one time. If you have really crappy uh, ankle mechanics or, or crappy mobility in the ankle joint for sure, that literally can contribute to hip issues and knee issues, which affects the spine. And obviously we know having you know shitty spinal alignment or leading into low back pain, uh, neck pain, shoulder injuries inhibits how we can move our body through the rest of our life. So other than placing your body at risk for a huge injury by always wearing shoes, I think you guys at least trying barefoot training or trying the minimalist training uh, can do wonders for the body. And again, I know a lot of people will say, you know, they'll do those squat and we're talking about like lifting shoes, like squatters, like the lifting. And again, those are for a specific thing, but even weightlifting shoes and other things really don't do a ton for you guys in terms of foot and ankle function. Uh, it just doesn't. You, you can't move the foot the way that you need to. And I would argue like a lot of athletes who train, I think should spend a, a majority of their time training in barefoot, whether that be uh, some stuff of practice, footwork, agility work, anything in between. But again, I'll caution you guys, if you're going to try this, start very small, squatting, maybe calf raises, maybe bodyweight walking lunges, and then and deadlifting too. Uh, I love deadlifting, and this is me personally. The stuff I like to do barefoot, almost all lower body stuff. Now again, when we do our group Metcon stuff and I'm running through machines like rowing and, and biking, obviously I'm going to wear shoes. But I typically, when I'm doing my just loading stuff, if it's lunging for me, split squatting, back squatting, front squatting, any squat pattern, kettlebell swings, deadlifting, I do think I get a better feel and a push through the barefoot. Um, and it, again, it takes some getting used to because of stability for a lot of you guys. So the other day I did a video uh, in my workout last Tuesday, I think it was, I went split squatting, 100 pound dumbbells in each hand, uh, just uh, sets of six, I think I went, uh, six reps on the right leg, six reps on the left leg, which is heavy as shit. And I'm used to it now, but I remember when I first started even grabbing just even body weight at really at first and then like 50 pound dumbbells, the instability I would have because I had a barefoot was really tough for me. But over time, we trained that. And so what I would urge you guys to do is if you're not ready to go barefoot yet, get a really good pair of like minimalist shoes. And obviously I've been a Reebok guy for a long time. So I do think the Nanos, uh, for what it's worth, are great minimalist shoes. There's they're very uh, limited. Uh, there's almost you know zero heel drop whatsoever. So the heel is the same you know I guess level as the forefoot, which is ultimately very important to me in terms of training. So any of the nanos, I mean from the ones on up, uh, I love the twos the best. But if you can get your hands on like the sevens or even the eights or like the the nano weaves, I think are great as well. Uh, no bull has an awesome pair. 
Uh, but all their shoes are basically kind of that, you know, zero heel drop, you know, same as the forefoot shoe. The no bowl shoes are great. Uh, the, the New Balances has some dope shoes as well. And obviously, if you guys can go barefoot, there's a ton out there. Uh, those are just the three that come to the top of mind for me. But again, if you guys are looking to do something with shoes on, uh, get shoes with like a wider toe box, which allows your toes to move in place. They're not so crammed in and packed to shit because if the toes are crammed together, obviously it's going to hinder how we move the foot through space. Make sure the shoes are very flexible. So the sole kind of allows you guys to uh, you know, bend and move the foot naturally. Uh, and again, no cushion. So your feet can actually act as the true shock absorber. Because again, we always wearing shoes with these huge pads on them. Over time, our brain's going to stop talking to our foot as in detail. And I really do think like our, our ankle and the foot becomes a worse shock absorber over time because we've babied it. It's kind of like if you always baby, if your kid always loses and you baby them forever, and they go out in the real world, and they get punched in the face, and they lose, they're going to have a breakdown. It's like we need to kind of take some of those bumps and bruises along the way to kind of toughen ourselves up. It's the same thing, you guys, with the ankle and the foot. So again, when you're getting something and you grab a shoe like this, I would say get a shoe with little to no ankle support in the heel and the upper part of the shoe. And the other side note I'd say for all my women out there, ladies, I love you guys, uh, but man, if you can get rid of like wearing heels and fancy shoes as much, or at least whenever possible, I know it, it, it might not look as good, but the long-term effects, man, are going to be so much better off for you. I can't tell you how many women I come in here and their toes are just jacked to shit. They're packed together. Uh, their arches are crap. Their ankle sucks. Then they're like, oh, I have my knee bothers me or, or my hip bothers me. I'm like, well, if I walked around like that, cramming my toes in a space that there's no way they could fit and walking with my ankle crammed, you know, all day long, three inches off the ground, it would be miserable to me. So again, do yourselves a favor. You know, if you can, at least around your house or when you train, walk around barefoot as much as possible. Uh, I just think it can go a long way and it can help you guys. And the other thing, there's a lot of things out there you guys can use to start at, at front. Like when you're doing like some ankle training, especially if it is like, you know, a split squatting or a squat or some lunging. Uh, things like Eric's pads are great if you guys ask to those or for a lot of you guys don't know what Eric's pad is. It's that kind of thick, you know, two inch, like really soft foam pad that you can step on, which is great uh, for you guys. Just in terms of, uh, you know, stability uh, and just having you get a kind of feel for something different. It's a great stability tool, honestly. Uh, and even like a BOSU ball. I think can be great. Now, I bag on Bosu Ball sometimes for all the things that they aren't, but I do think they're great in terms of creating an excellent stimulus for you guys in terms of your feet, your toes and the ankles, you know, under the conditions that kind of mimic, you know, the minimal or no footwear. So hopefully that kind of made sense to you guys. I know it's a lot of jargon kind of tossed in between, but the long and short of it is I think a lot of you guys would benefit from squatting, lunging, deadlifting, and training a lot of lower body stuff barefoot, even going through normal stuff, like when you get more advanced, uh, karaoke's, side shuffles, skater hops, I think are great, uh, jumping jacks, any dynamic movement you can do to strengthen the feet, uh, ankles, and toes, I think is going to do wonders for you. And I do think in terms of muscle activation, if you're doing calf raises, you're going to get a better push and feel for it. And I feel like you do get some nice uh, just some added strength and, and a little bit of calf, you know, growth from that. I just think the brain and the feet start to communicate a lot better over time and you get a better feel for it. Like you can really get the drive of it. And that's why I do think it's amazing. I, and again, I'll tell you, do, you know, go through a day, uh, and train with your shoes on normal shoes you're wearing. And then the next day do the exact same workout or the next time you actually train that workout and do it with bare feet. See how big of a difference you feel. And then just, 
maybe it's for you, maybe it's not, but I do think a lot of you guys can benefit from it because I do think over time, if we never strengthen the feet, which I think there's like, what, like a hundred muscles in the feet, give or take something like that, or like around that foot area, uh, like, you know, minimal, minimal muscles, uh, I think that, uh, can go a long way. So hopefully that helped clear that up. You guys, why train barefoot for you guys who don't care about barefoot training. Sorry. Uh, hopefully enjoy the podcast either way. So any other questions you guys have training wise or anything else, just hit me up. Let me know, please just ask. And if you're in iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five-star. Leave a comment. I'd love to see it. And if there's anything else you guys want to hear in the podcast, obviously just ask. I'll touch on things like this, whether it benefits the mass majority of you or just a few of you. But uh, if you have never trained barefoot before, I would say start small and uh, give it a shot. See if it's for you. And uh, shoot me a message if you do because I think it can be a game changer in terms of how you guys squat, lunge, deadlift, kettlebell swing, step-ups, or just overall for your body. Uh, And it can fix a lot of imbalances if we start to do things correctly and hopefully alleviate ankle, hip, and uh, some knee issues if maybe you're having it. And if your shoes are a contributing factor to you or how you move in shoes are contributing to it, hopefully we can eradicate that. So until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.